Step Row. Is this the International House of Pancakes? I think what we need to do is hire a professional interpreter for this show. Japan, Russia, Canadian, French Canadian, an Englishman to my right. When does it end? Okay, thank you, Yoshi. Between you, Vladimir, and Maurice, I won't understand a word this entire season. But either way, Jacob Novak, many people say you have the most to prove in this competition, so let's meet your pro. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Well, I'm trying to be professional on this show and only say good things about people, but I'm lost for words now. Absolutely stumped. Jacob Novak, what? Really hood. The future is now. Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Your new boy, Nando Kid. Ooh, and your boy over here, Larry Cannon. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, forgot already, and I, I, now I just remembered what it was. Yeah, I was like, boy, I'm in here. I got my whole heel turn ready and everything. Oh, man. I, I can't wait to get into that part because, man, does, does, did that come out of nowhere? <laughs> That really, really came out of nowhere. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, not only are we back, we are actually finally back in studio, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about how the last season, or maybe even season and a half when I think about it, was all done remotely, which is kind of crazy, dude. Did we start season three in person? Uh... I think we did. I feel like we. I feel like we did season two in person, but I can't remember when we migrated over. But season three was only like thirteen episodes, and I feel like we probably did those all remotely. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I have to look. I have to backtrack now. I have no idea. Yeah, but I know we just did a bunch of episodes remotely since then. So this is. We might have done. Maybe one or two. I can't even. I can't even remember. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to uh, double check on that for you people and for ourselves. Yeah. More importantly, actually. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is how professionally run this podcast is. Mm-hmm. We run a tight ship, the tightest <laughs> toy, even toy. Well, this will be a lot better for me, editing wise, because uh, yeah, we're finally back in person, so we will be able to crank out these episodes a lot quicker. Oh, that's fair. And then uh, kind of speaking of that, going into the new format for season five. So we were talking about this uh, during the off season where season five is an interesting one where uh, they also luckily finally added all the seasons back onto Peacock. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I still watch it on YouTube. Did you watch it on YouTube? Yeah, I watch it on YouTube so I can skip through the ads. Oh. Or like not the ads, but the commercials. Oh, I didn't want to like wait for the ads in uh, Peacock. I was like, I don't like this. What I'm I, just gonna watch it on YouTube. What I end up doing now is I, before I do it, like I'm eating something or whatever, and I skip to all the breaks. 
So then that way I can just go back to the beginning and then there's no breaks at that point. That's what I, I've been doing. <laughs> so you could just like kind of just get it out of the way. And like, since you're not really paying attention to it, you're just letting the, the different commercial breaks play. And then I just rewind it to the beginning and then, yeah. <laughs> that's hell <laughs> smart. Uh, so then that's how I watched this one. So that way it felt like smoother because I was, because I've done that a couple of times when I just watch regular uh, modern NXT where I still just wait through the commercial breaks. But then for this one, just so like I can have a, continuous flow reviewing the episode and i i just skipped through the breaks i'm not gonna lie i try my hardest to avoid the peacock app so when i watch nxt i watch it on on uh oh, on yeah. youtube tv and then i record them yeah, yeah and then so like if i want to watch it a couple of days later i watch it there you know like i'm not i tried like my damnness to not use the peacock app because i hate it honestly for now until they get a little better with it yeah because yeah. i imagine like they had a whole group of software devs for the wwe network and then all of them foods is fired. Yeah, yeah. Because now they have to just kind of go through Peacock and Peacock and WWE being on Peacock is like a secondary feature versus like the network being mm. all about. They kind of duped us on that. But whatever. It's yeah. cheaper. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's the only benefit for us is that it is cheaper. But with all the sacrifices, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, so speaking of that. The only cool thing about the Peacock thing that I've noticed since they finally put all the seasons back is that they pretty much justified our season breakdown because it's literally word for word like on how we've divided the seasons. So if you look at it now, season five is literally 67 episodes, and that's what we're going to attempt to do with um, with the start of this season. But what we're going to be doing them since uh, I think we covered it on the season finale for season four where technically that is the last season that actually completed in like actually declaring a winner uh spoiler alert they don't actually do that for this season where they kind of just forget about the concept halfway through and then they treat it kind of like a normal like c show um similar to like main event or superstars so the way we wanted to do this in order to kind of like go through season five a little bit quicker is that our episodes are going to be you know keeping in spirit of our our name it's going to be cut in half <laughs> so we're going to try to do these uh <laughs> a little bit shorter where we'll try to hit like around the 30 35 minute mark for each episode this one obviously is going to be an exception because it's the season premiere mm -hmm. but then uh moving forward all the episodes will be a little bit shorter because we're just going to focus more on the actual wrestling and production aspect uh so these notes are a little bit more descriptive for this episode but moving forward we'll probably just focus more on like just the matches and then any highlights that came from like the backstage or promos but not dive as deep as we used to before um and then we'll kind of break it up too where we'll some of the episodes will be a little bit longer when we bring on some like guests onto the onto the podcast as well so i i would imagine those are going to be a little bit longer at that point oh yeah we always have to anticipate and save time for banter that is a key element of <laughs> of podcasting is banter i think so yeah you know i feel like podcast should be renamed to banter cast it when you think about it it is pretty much like a tv show where the main content is only like 20 minutes in a half hour because 10 minutes is dedicated to commercials so i feel like podcasts are very similar where if you want to listen to the actual context of the podcast, it's probably only like half of that or whatever. And then the podcasters end up going into like a different banter at that point. That's true. Cause it's like, you know, 
the best stuff in some podcasts is just kind of like listening to or actually the best part about most podcasts is listening to the podcaster's opinion on whatever they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, especially if it's a recap or something like that and you watched it, I don't want to hear you recap what I just watched. Just tell me what you thought about it. So, you know, I guess depending on what you like in a podcast, when you hear us talk about what we think about it, maybe that's your favorite part. Or you actually just want to hear the recap because you don't want to watch what like mm-hmm. we're talking about. So exactly. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's it's kind of interesting because even me just talking to you now, it's like it's hard to get back into like the studio mindset because mm. now I'm used to doing uh, the recordings uh, virtually that I always leave like a a longer pause once people finish talking just because mm. of the lag that now it's now that I'm talking to you in person, it's I'm still used to that where I'm just like and pause <laughs> and <laughs> end phrase. Yeah. Okay. All right. You have nothing to say about that. I'm just going to go ahead and pick up. <laughs> like, I, I've forgotten how to talk to people normally because of the pandemic. And that's all the point. Hey, you know what? Uh, Jamie was telling me is this, like, thing on TikTok where people who had babies during the pandemic oh, no. are taking, like, their kids to grocery stores. And, yeah. like, their kids ain't never seen that many people before. So, uh, it's, like, a crazy new phenomenon almost. Like, you know... Just like what? There's more people, so it's like even more weird for people, like kind of like kids, to discover the outside world if you ain't never used to seeing that many people. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. like you get like people without masks and stuff like that. It's like what? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what your ugly ass look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty trippy. Yeah, and like I would imagine that's that happens to people in different areas because you know every state now mm-hmm. is also kind of handling it differently so you know like even when i walk inside a place now like i have i'll keep a mask in my pocket just because i don't know what their their policies are so like yeah, i went and yeah, got yeah. donuts this morning and then i don't know if they're re- not requiring masks anymore but they just still had the sign that mm-hmm. said uh you know mass required yeah, yeah. so like i was getting ready to walk in there i was like oh nope let me make sure i got one in my pocket and then i went in there it was like all right should i take it off yeah yeah, yeah. Keep it on yeah um, i just pretty much yeah look out for a sign at the front of the door mm-hmm. and if they don't have it then yeah i look at the sign and then i look inside to see if i see anybody without a mask yeah, yeah i'm yeah. like all right look i'm taking this shit off yeah, yeah yeah no that makes sense all right uh so since yeah we have a couple of things to kind of go through not not too long of an episode but we'll just kind of get it started because of, of course banter mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so yeah this is let me get my mouse over here this is episode 55 uh, episode one in season five. Oh, and this is definitely going to be a long one <laughs> with uh, 67 episodes. It's technically longer than the combined. If you combine like seasons one through four, which is crazy because that's right. huh? Yeah. Seasons one through four were 54 episodes. And now we're about to tackle a bigger mountain <laughs> with 67. So, uh, yeah. Main reason why we're cutting it a little bit shorter uh and this one actually comes oh i should say this one happened on march 8th 2011 and this one actually came from uh the the same venue that we went to go see worlds collide at the at the toyota center in houston texas dang right and it's still the toyota center that's what surprised me yeah (laughs) (laughs) they got that one on lock it's not like you know minute maid center or nothing like that Mm -hmm. they're good that that's what surprised me i was like wow a stadium or arena that actually kept their name for longer than five years because hey what about the save mart center is it still the same mm, that that would be something we have to check after <laughs> well, they'll get there yeah 
They always do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this one, this one was interesting. They kind of started off the show where, or uh, let me go to my notes because I was reading yours for some reason. <laughs> and we'll go back up to yours. Um, yeah, we start off the show where we get Pyro back, which was really interesting. Then the um, then we got the NXT debut of William Regal on commentary. Um, he was a pro originally on season one, but this is his first time out on commentary. Uh, and this is, I mean, I'll, I'll bring it up again on our fun facts later. But this one was actually kind of sad because now this technically makes Matt Stryker the only original uh, broadcast member to to stick around from from episode one, which is kind of crazy. That's right, huh? Because what we're used to having Josh, mm-hmm. Josh Matthews, and uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. it was Josh and Cole mm-hmm. and Stryker in the ring, and then it was it changed because Cole kind of left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now we got, oh yeah, that's right, huh? Striker is NXT. Yeah, is Josh with TNA by this point? No. So uh, later on in this, I I didn't follow up, but I saw him during the uh, the Jerry Lawler uh, Michael Cole storyline on Raw, and it seems like he he moved over to Raw at this point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know exactly his timeline on like yeah when he finally like leaves to go to 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 tna but it looks like he's still sticking around for in the company at least at this why point. do i feel like josh was with tna for like 20 years it even feels like that yeah, yeah they're not even 20 years old yet yeah they're they're gonna <laughs> they're like, get there next like, year yeah okay yeah, yeah, next yeah. year right 20, 2002 was there yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Name, yeah i don't know I, I smooth thought that josh was with tna from the jump and now that's like mentally just thinking about it that's like impossible because yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we didn't cover them in four seasons of nxt already <laughs> that's true and it's like he he was doing tough enough around this time right he like or uh in like around the time that tna started he was doing tough enough right yeah i think tough enough came out in 20 uh yeah 2001 2002 ish yeah 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 that's crazy um yeah so it's kind of kind of interesting too because yeah like Striker um, is technically the only original member from the broadcast team because even Tony Chimo isn't there anymore because it's uh, Justin Roberts now. Uh, I, I'm assuming full time now because he he appeared on a couple of episodes on previous seasons, but Tony Chimo was still the main mm-hmm. announcer. But it looks like uh, Justin Roberts is also taking over in this episode. Um, but so we get two debuts actually. We get yeah William Regal now on commentary. And now Maurice is back, but she's now the uh, the co-host with, with Matt Stryker. Um, so a lot of new changes, and, and they kind of go over the format as well. Where, uh, or I should say, let's let's get into these um, these teams here. Uh-huh. So all the rookies come out individually at first, where we get the return of Darren Young. Darren Young is actually the only returning uh, rookie from season one. Then we have uh, who do we have here? Yeah, we have. We have you coming out here. Uh, oh, I should say former me, Connor O'Brien, nice. coming out here. Then we have you with Lucky Cannon. Then we have the return of Byron Saxton, Jacob Novak, and Titus O'Neil. They um, what season was Titus in? Uh, season two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, he, I, I labeled that incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, he was all the way back in season two. I think I got kind of confused with them because i know them as the prime time players so i thought they were in the same season i did too because yeah, i yeah. thought um 
I thought Titus O'Neil was season one, but I'm like, wait a minute, you weren't in the Nexus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the the mental block, or not block, but like that's like kind of the the mental difference there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Titus was from season two, and then uh, Darren Young from season one. Uh, so they kind of go over this one is where they kind of try to justify what the season is going to be, where the winner is technically going to get a spot in season six. That was the goal. Obviously, that never ended up happening. <laughs> okay, rookies, welcome back. Each of you have competed in past seasons of NXT, but you've all been chosen to return for one reason, redemption. But this season is going to be slightly different. Isn't that correct, Maris? Yes. On this show, you guys will be competing together to earn a spot on the next season of NXT. NXT Okay. Not only will you earn a spot on NXT Season 6, but in previous seasons, the rookies had to compete in obstacles in order to earn immunity points. This season, there is no immunity. You will be competing for redemption points. Now, in the event that there is a tie between the voting of the WWE Universe and your WWE pros, if applicable, you can apply these redemption points to avoid elimination. Now, speaking of your pros, I know you've been wondering all day who your pros are going to be. WWE pros have been watching and analyzing you this entire time. So without further ado, Darren Young, let's meet your NXT pro. Ooh, Oh, so that's what they were going to do? That sucks. So you have to go through a whole season just to be in another whole season? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, <laughs> there's, there's not even... And yeah, like, at that point, what happens, like... How do the other five or six people get on if they don't have to earn a spot? I, they never really justified it, and of course, it never happened. So that's probably why. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that that's mainly why we're not covering so much this season with the the overall story and segments because yeah, like eventually it doesn't really add up to anything. So mm. yeah, another empty broken promise, huh? The big this is the probably, biggest this broken is a, promise was <laughs> the season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, with this, they kind of try to justify where like there's no immunity, but then there's redemption points and all this. Like I said, we'll, we're just saying it up front. So, you know, but we're not going to cover it in the later episodes. But uh, yeah, like supposedly it's similar to the immunity points because they'll get redemption points and then they can redeem it. So they don't get eliminated. So it's technically the same as immunity points. I I don't know. It was redeem redemption. Point. Yeah, yeah. Is is very convoluted. I I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's uh not oxymoronic, but redundant. Yeah, like, yeah redeem yeah. redemption because like when you get redemption, you just like redeemed something. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yes. So we'll get into this now. We we uh we find out like who the um the pros are gonna be for each rookie. Uh my boy Chavo Guerrero comes out first, says that uh he's gonna be Darren Young's pro. He is actually looking forward to it because he kind of brings up what's interesting about this one, and we'll get into it with the video packages later, is that it seems like all the previous rookies are taking it more serious now, where they're not other than Lucky Cannon, apparently. Uh that he's the only one that's like showing a little bit more character mm -hmm. versus the other ones who were characters before are now playing it more straight where like they're taking the, the competition a little bit more serious because even uh, Byron Saxton now is like a little bit more grounded versus last season. He was playing more of the um, spoiled kind of like bread yeah. character. I somehow kept 
mistaking Darren Young and Byron Saxon for the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. kept like thinking that they were kind of the same. Like when I was watching it, I was like, wait, didn't he just talk? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, no, you're a different guy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh Chavo is paired up with Darren Young. Then um then we get uh Regal, or I should say, oh Regal says that uh I, I noted here that Regal says that he actually had Chavo's first match in WCW, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's I, I would have never uh kind of like linked that together. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um and then Connor O'Brien gets teamed up with uh Vladimir Kozlov. This is this was during Kozlov's uh more comedy run. Like mm. he had already done like more of his like serious like superpower heel gimmick uh earlier when he was on ecw uh because yeah this was after that whole thing because this is when william regal had teamed up with kozloff and ezekiel jackson at that time mm, that's right so this is like the aftermath oh, okay. uh, of- yeah he came out and he's like he told connor that last season he was focused on like pleasing people mm-hmm. and he goes like, yeah yeah, yeah. People like you more for being yourself. If not, you punish them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's kind of an interesting team, and yeah, I I kind of like that. Pretty much all the pros. I'm gonna look through my notes. I think all the pros are new this season, so that makes it pretty unique as well. Um, then we have uh, Lucky Cannon. Then he gets teamed up with you know. Hey, look at that! I didn't even realize that you and me are are. A pros and rookies this season. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> he came out and he he had a weird theme song. He had a stock song that I can't find on Spotify. <laughs> I hate that when that happens. <laughs> he had a stock song <laughs> and he came out and he said, "Lucky is lucky for having him as a pro." I thought that was cool. Yeah. And he told him to get ahead in life and he needs to take what he wants in life. And he left. I thought he was like going to say something more after that, but then he was like gone. I was like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he dipped out hella quick. It, he's like, are you wrestling later? All right, I'll be back. <laughs> yep, got you. Goddamn. And then we get Byron Saxton's pro Yoshi Top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. kind of forgot all about. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, commentary is being racist. They were saying that this was like the international house of pancakes. Yeah, I, yeah, like I, I caught that. And like, all right, I give them that because Chavo Guerrero's Mexican, Vladimir Kozlov is Russian, Tyson Kidd is Canadian, yeah. Yoshitatsu is like Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, fine. Yeah, it just so happened to be like that, but it's still racist. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and he then- was saying, um, what did he say? He said Saxon needs to calm down and be himself. And uh, Striker Striker said something that was out of date too, and he was like. I forgot what he said though, but it was like uh, making humor that is no longer acceptable ten years later. But yeah, yeah. at the time it was probably hilarious. Yeah, and then we get more racism because then uh, JTG is announced as Jacob Novak's uh, pro, and then I think it was Regal or Todd that said like, "Oh, I I could understand uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was it like." He's like, "I can understand, understand Yoshi Tatsu better than I can understand JTG." Yeah, yeah, yeah. JTG comes out and does the stereotypes, and he says. Uh, they're gonna get it popping, and then the commentary was just lost. Like I don't, I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, what's happening? What What was interesting is I I looked this up because, yeah, apparently at this part, uh, Shad was already gone from the company. But hey, for real? yeah, because apparently he got let go in late 2010, and this is yeah like March of 2011. But I totally forgot that they got released and then brought back. Because I was looking through it, and yeah, apparently Crime Time debuted around 2006, and they only had like a year run, and then they got brought back like at uh, 2008. 
So yeah, I forgot that they actually got let go and then brought back. I thought they had like a continuous run from 2006 until whenever they released JTG at that point. I didn't know that they had like gotten let go and brought back. Crime time didn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, they're called crime time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they didn't have a chance of being successful in WWE. Were there ever tag team champions? Maybe once. <sighs> I feel like they'd never got it. I, I could be wrong, but I I in my head can't picture them holding the titles. Yeah, they they did them dirty in retrospect. Like what was their gimmick? Stealing stuff from people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was the thing is like, they got, they got really over for like that era, oh, but there's no longevity in that. Yeah. Like, yeah it yeah. had to like, once things got a little bit more like once the PG era hit, it was like, bro, what the heck? You can't have crime time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, I, I think they were trying to make Shad like a single star, but it just never took off either. Which or, is, uh, they were trying to make JTG a single star. I remember when they like he was he came uh, he was wearing his hood stuff, and then out of nowhere he started wearing just regular wrestling mm-hmm. tights, and it was like, oh man, that's when I know you're getting out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't even have a gimmick no more. You just like like do wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JTG yeah. wasn't bad though. He was actually pretty good. Yeah, he stuck around like yeah. a, a while after um, Shad got let go. So JTG was joke. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Like, I, I really did. Like, on a low, like, I was like, you know what? I don't like both of y'all together because I feel like you guys are representing the wrong thing. But, mm-hmm. like, you could go between the ropes. I'll give you that much, dude. Like, yeah. Chad wasn't bad either. Like, you know, they just got stuck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if they had, like, for example, if everything had moved, like, somewhat even five years later. Yeah, they could have both had, like, either a different gimmick uh, in NXT that they would have, like, had. They would have been... um they would have been the street profits before the street profits. Yeah, that's like, true. Honestly, like they, yeah, they were pretty much like the uh, the street profits before the street profits. They were just like because that's where the street profits kind of like benefit. Because whereas crime time represented like negative stereotypes, mm-hmm. the street profits didn't really do nothing negative. Like they had red solo cups, but like you never knew what was in there. Like it was that was it. It was more like they were more like the party, like yeah, uh, like they're, you know, it kind of go with the times too, because that's like kind of like what was kind of like in like partying mm-hmm. and stuff. It was yeah, like, all right, yeah, partying is in, street profits are in, and like they they just wore wrestling stuff too, like yeah, they didn't yeah. come out like street clothes, looking like John Cena's friends. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would imagine, yeah, like they would have been more like a like a muscle version of the street profits, just because they were yeah, a little bit. They're both. They were like they were more. Both of them together were more wrestler sized dudes because that's I think that's uh, the only kind of like knock on um, Ford is that he's super like slender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I think they would have been like a kind of like a hybrid of, yeah, like the Street Profits and uh, Crime Time players. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like Crime Time could have been them before like both of those teams yeah actually they kind of were them but just like if you do if you turn the stereotype dial up a little bit higher then you get like crime time the prime time players plus street profits equals crime time yeah plus stereotype because they kind of had like the muscle similar to like um what's it called the ascension because the ascension Mm -hmm. were kind of like bigger dudes at that point there Uh, it is bro uh but yeah and then last but not least (laughs) then we have uh titus o'neill and i feel like at this point, they probably just know that he's just going to be the guy that they can kind of just play around with. Because ever since uh, season two, when he like fell over with like the with the keg, like they he kinda, got funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Titus he, O'Neil got funny. 
like pretty early on in his career and he stayed kind of funny yeah yeah, yeah. so then at, at that point then he's paired up with none other than uh hornswoggle who so. had a nice run with wwe for a hot minute he did yeah yeah so i forgot that he didn't talk for. i know like, that's what I, I that's what i wrote down too i was like i thought he was gonna like talk and i was like oh yeah that didn't happen until later so yeah so he has a pro that can't talk at this point jesus <laughs> christ and uh, he just kind of comes out, does his little grunt thing, and then he does like the Titus bark bark, and everybody like pop for it. Yeah, yeah. Titus, let's meet your pro. You gotta be kidding. The circus is in town. Wonderful. No way. right afterwards and we pretty much head into our first match and yeah i'll, I'll let you kind of take over from here if you want to go over the first matchup all gravy so yeah um i got some notes for uh the first match here uh we got jacob novak versus darren young mm-hmm. uh to which um i thought novak looked a little bit more polished in his in-ring work yeah which is like now that i'm thinking about it it's not really that far off from when we just seen him yeah 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 because <laughs> it's really just like i guess what it was probably like a few months ago really yeah like in real life but like i mean i guess he went back and probably went back down to fcw put in some work mm-hmm. um darren young looked a little bit better too i thought yeah um I got some highlight moves from uh, Novak. What I, I I forgot that Novak wrestled big too because mm-hmm. he wrestles like he's seven foot, even though I think he's like I don't know, probably like six 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 eight or something like yeah, that. So yeah. he wrestles really big. Uh, apparently, commentary says that he never had an embarrassing moment in his life yeah. prior to being let go from NXT yeah. last season. Um, he likes the big boot. He yep. had a cool like he had um, Darren Young's leg like in the counter and then he like big booted him in the chest. Um, and then I, I caught him like early. He did like one of those like rising lariat things that you would do in like No Mercy back in the day. Mm. Like <laughs> you yeah, get yeah. knocked down and stay crouched and he do that like rising lariat. He got uh, Darren Young with one of those that looked pretty good. Yeah. Those were like some of the big highlight moves that I caught from him. And then on the on the Darren Young side, he had a dope like roaring elbow that yeah, I thought yeah. was cool. It came off like a Irish rip counter to where he countered the Irish rip but kept turning around and got him with a roaring elbow. That was dope. He had a dope Northern Light suplex that I thought was good. And then um, you know, for a three minute thirty-three second match, he finished him off with his like full Nelson face buster thing that I mm-hmm. forgot that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And it looked good too, because he like kind of like hooked him and did it. I thought he uh, hesitated with the cover a little bit. That made it. I almost thought he was going to kick out, but I was like, oh, yeah, that is his finish. But it was just, it was pretty clean there. And then um, just pinned him down. Yeah. 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 I think he's been doing like his trademark, like roaring elbow since season one. Um, what I liked about this one. Yeah. Like he did it. And then right afterwards, I think it's like when he hit it, then 
he bounced back and then from there he followed it up with like a, a power slam too which i thought was like, ah, a, like okay yeah a, nice. like a really nice combo and then you know what this is this, this is terrible of me i kept waiting for him to do like a Russian leg sweep looking bulldog because mm. I thought he was Byron Saxon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you're not Byron Saxon. <laughs> I, I got confused. Maybe I thought, because like I said, like I, I was still kind of used to seeing Novak. So I was like, yeah, we're just watching season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, nope, that's not the right guy. Yeah. Not, no. What, what, the, what the commentators brought up too was pretty good too because they said that um, Novak only had like a cup of coffee during season four because he was the first one eliminated. So I, I think you're right where it felt like a long time ago just because he was eliminated mm-hmm. so early on in the, in that season. So he just get, he went to go, he probably just went right back to the lab and mm-hmm. just tinkered around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think you're right. Like I had it a little bit lower, like I scored the match a little bit lower, but now that you kind of brought up some of the highlights, um, I may move it a little bit up, but it, it it was it was not helping them that both matches were around the same time frame mm-hmm. for this episode. So we'll we'll see how it balances out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll this one is where I mean we're we're gonna cover some of the segments, but this on this week we're gonna do them a little bit more just so we can ease into it. But uh, for future episodes, we'll, we'll probably kind of breeze by these segments a little bit quicker. Uh, but first off, we have like a right after this matchup, we have a backstage segment, a quick one with Yoshi Tatsu and Maurice. Uh, Yoshi is like tracking down Maurice and then kind of says like, oh, you know, you're doing an amazing job as the co-host already. Uh, and then he's about to ask her something and then Byron comes and like interrupts yep, him. He, he interrupts him while he's getting his Mac on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what I, one thing I caught from Yoshi Tatsu that I forgot about him. And this is like a good example of uh, like japanese superstars mm-hmm. that uh don't speak english or you think don't speak english so i think his english at the time was probably actually honestly really bad mm-hmm. but then when you listen to like asuka and shinsuke when they come out and they speak english on camera yeah they put on they put on thick because yeah. their english is actually really good yeah, yeah, yeah so like and then you could hear them in like Maybe like when they're on their own channels or like doing something, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they speak hella fluent English, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. But I think Yoshitatsu actually at the time he struggled with English, so that's why he didn't get over. Yeah. Versus, yeah. I think Shinsuke and Asuka are just victims of bad writing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like they can probably actually take advantage more of speaking English good, but when they get on camera, I guess what they want them to do is just be more Japanese. Cause Asuka clearly is just throwing it on thick. Mm-hmm. And then Nakamura, I think throws it on thick too. Like with the whole like King of Smackdown stuff, which is actually starting to be kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was like Yoshitatsu was something that I was kind of like collecting there. Cause it was just looking at two people who didn't mm-hmm. speak the best English. And I think Maurice probably speaks better English than that too. They both probably just put it yeah, on yeah. really thick. So it's like, I, I can buy that too, because it's, it's where, when Asuka first, I mean, she still has her YouTube channel, but I, I haven't followed it lately. But when she first had it, I would watch like a couple of the of the clips. And yeah, you're right. Like she she jumps back and forth between English and Japanese. But when she is speaking English, you can tell like when she's just talking in like a no, normal demeanor when it's not like in character. Yeah, she she her speaks English it. is yeah. hell good. Yeah, yeah, it's really really good. Uh, and I think she gets away with it on TV too, because she's so charismatic and has so much energy when she Mm -hmm. just delivers like some of the, like the, the thick lines that like people just still 
love her just because yeah like she's so mm-hmm. charismatic at that point yeah, too. like i think you know if she really wanted to get out there and deliver like i guess it's just like when you have to be in character then she puts it on a little thicker to mm-hmm. kind of like deliver words a little bit slower just to make sure we understand it versus like if it's conversational then she could bounce back and forth yeah like, yeah maybe it'd probably be easier if, you know they kind of did like the andrade thing where it's like i'm gonna say something in english yeah, yeah. i'm gonna say the exact same thing in spanish yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> he says it hella better and it's like he just said the same thing didn't he yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh and then um afterwards then yeah like when she walks away he's like you have what do you say you have bad timing or yeah something? he's yeah, like yeah. you have bad timing <laughs> and it's like dang <laughs> Again, Byron Saxon not getting along with his bro. <laughs> you know, it's a character flaw. Yeah. And that's when I got reminded that Darren Young wasn't Byron Saxon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you are right there. <laughs> wow. Um, thanks, Yoshi. I guess that's a good thing. Um, Maurice, I have something to tell you. Yoshi! Hey, Yoshi! Here you are, man. Looking all over for you. What's up, Maurice? Hey. Listen, Yoshi, I thought about what you said, and I think it's really important for you and me to be on the same page. So if you have some time, I'd love to kind of sit down and strategize, come up with a great game plan to win NXT. Okay, Yoshi, I have to go get ready. I'll talk to you later. Bye, Maurice. So anyway, listen, we have to be on the same page. Your timing is no good. And then we go into the... um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not gonna lie. When I was watching this and like I was getting ready to skip the uh, the, the the ad, I sat there and I watched it because I started hella laughing because I forgot about the Rock uh, and the John Cena thing because we're we're still before WrestleMania, aren't we? So so to update people who didn't catch the last episode, this has been happening. I think this is now in real time. This is probably either the third or fourth week now that they've been playing these John Cena and Rock promos. And they're not even having a match with each other. <laughs> that's, that's the worst part of it. That this doesn't happen until next year or the following year, I should say. Because this real, is this the one where he faces the Miz. This is still the one where he faces the Miz. And I only noticed because yeah, like at the end of this one, they finally start chiming in the Miz in there because at the end of this uh, promo. Oh yeah, because this is the one where he comes out dressed up as. No, no, no. That's that, not the one where he's disguised as the rock. Uh that one happened the last episode. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. This one is where like he just attacked uh John Cena at the end, and then he just addresses the rock via, you know, via satellite. Oh my yeah. god, because he came out and uh, the rock was like imitate John Cena for he was like, You rapped at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it it's so crazy because yeah, like I, I like these promos, but I just don't like how you keep thinking it's their match. It's, yeah. uh, it's not they a hella overshadowed the Miz who goes to WrestleMania and beats this who anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, you rapped at the great way. And then they showed the highlights where like John Cena barred him up. And I was like, never forget, bro. Yeah, yeah John yeah. Cena barred up the rock. Like, he barred him up. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's what makes it entertaining. Because, yeah, it was the same thing where I still watched some of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I watched some of it fast forward just to see if the Miz was even in this segment. Or uh, I should say this video video package. So yeah, like at the end he still like beats up Cena, calls out the rock. So uh, I'm assuming this is where like it leads into to next week's promo where mm-hmm. they do it. 
Yeah, but, well, he gave it to him. John yeah. Cena barred up the rock. I forgot all about the purple shirt John yeah, Cena yeah, yeah. came out. The Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, Fruity yeah. Pebbles. When he <laughs> called them Fruity Pebbles, I was like, dang, he did get them. But that's so rock of you to say that. So, yeah, yeah. It is very I was rude. hoping that Fruity Pebbles was going to stick with John Cena longer than it did. But like, nah, John yeah. Cena too powerful for that, bro. Yeah. Too powerful. Hey, speaking of which, we watched Fast and the Furious last night, too. Oh, nice, nice. I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I'll tell you off camera. All right. <laughs> uh, and then next, we'll be, oh yeah, we get um we get Connor's promo, mm-hmm. which was it was cool. Um, I thought it was nice and like heartfelt, but it was it was, I don't know it was weird. It's like you know what I really need to. He was like I need to show people mm-hmm. the real me, the real me. But uh, he was standing there in the ring earlier with the Ratitude shirt. That's true. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's the first thing I caught. I was like, oh yeah, you still rocking it, huh? But then he came out with his story. It was like I need to get away from that. But I'm like, bro, you Ratitude, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's like I feel it was more of just like maybe they just did it so people remembered who he was from yeah. previously, and then hopefully next week he'll yeah I'll get more into a little bit more emotional I guess but you know I really thought the gratitude thing was cool but I you know the redemption thing is the the overarching thing yeah here. yeah which I like I like I like how for now anyway we'll see how the next couple of weeks go but for now they're sticking to like the whole yeah redemption angle mm-hmm. so yeah like we mentioned earlier the the characters they who used to have more characters are now more down to earth at this yeah. point. Um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I think after that then we go straight into the uh the boot camp challenge. Um to kind of just skim through this, let me go down to my notes real mm-hmm. quick. Uh to kind of skim through this one really quickly. It's similar to um the previous ones where the fastest one to kind of go through this obstacle course um will win the matchup. This one has similar courses where there's a wall, then there's the army net, then the balance beam. Then you kind of have to uh, go through like these flags and then carry a duffel bag up to the stage to the finish line. They um, they just kind of do it. The only notes I had here was that uh, I thought Maurice was actually pretty good in this where as a co-host, like she felt like a genuine co-host in this one where she was more active in like making sure people didn't jump start before they went so i thought she actually did a good job and i think she actually fits into this role pretty nicely compared to like what she was doing last season um being a distraction yeah pretty much (laughs) throughout the whole thing and just (laughs) costing her man and the uh the only highlight i had from here is like yeah the other five uh rookies participated other than yourself in, in lucky cannon here because he just didn't want to he do it. He wasn't having it. He or I wasn't having it. Yeah. <laughs> his only his only game was that he wanted to uh, mac uh, Maurice away from from Ted DiBiase Jr. That which wouldn't happen nowadays either. You can't have women as just objects. Yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. would be out there fighting. Like, he, think about it now. Don't mm-hmm. nobody really got like just valets no more. They wrestling. don't. Like, yeah. You got to be there for a reason. You can't just be eye candy no more. Like it don't work. It's not. It's not. I don't know. It's like not believable no more. Like. Which, the only person with a useless sidekick is like uh Karen Cross. Yeah, that's exactly who I was <laughs> that's exactly who I was gonna bring up. Uh so yeah, afterwards then this one uh, this one was actually pretty competitive, this um this obstacle course where each rookie was trying to one up each other. I thought Titus was gonna win. hmm I did too. Uh what was interesting is yeah, like even with um with Darren Young, like he yeah, he just he just had the match. So like the ones that just had the match you thought wouldn't have the the chance to do it, but they were the ones that actually performed the strongest. That's right. Huh? Um, they did have the best times. It yeah, was yeah. it was Novak and Young, right? 
Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Novak had 24, and then uh, Young ended up being the winner who went last. Yeah, exactly. At 23. Crazy. Maybe they were warmed up. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, more than likely it's because they were warmed up, but I, I thought that was just pretty interesting. And you can tell, like, they were legit doing it this yeah, time. Yeah, like, everybody went for it. Like, that's, they seem, it seemed, I mean, you know, minus uh, Cannon, who kind of, like, had to play his gimmick up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But everybody else, like, you could see him actually going for it. So that was dope. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Darren Young wins that one, and uh, wins the most redemption points for this week, whatever that means going into next week. Uh, and then finally, I let me just double check my notes here because this new format is a little different. Uh, oh yeah. So afterwards, then we get um, the raw, the second raw recap, which uh, highlights the Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler oh, storyline. That yeah, I wasn't playing with that one. Yeah. So <laughs> quick flash with that one is yeah, like this is the lead up to their matchup. Cole wanted to get like JBL to be like the guest referee. They were in Austin, Texas. People thought it was going to be Austin, but JBL came out. And then at the end, Austin did come out, stunned JBL, and then he picked up the contract and signed it. So Austin's going to be the guest referee for for that matchup. Um, Yeah, (laughs) not much with NXT. So we'll just kind of move on from there. And then. At the end, we have uh, so we have uh, before Saxon's the last promo. Yeah, before the last matchup, we have an- another promo, which is Byron Saxon. Um, and yeah, very similar to Connor O'Brien's, where this one was also kind of making sure that he went more grounded, where he was just going to take everything a little bit more seriously. And uh, I thought it was good, like how basically what we said about Connor. I, I would say the same thing for Byron Saxon. Is just like he's a very eloquent speaker. Like mm-hmm. you know, he he conveyed some good emotion in there. He's like a Byron Saxon is a good wrestling actor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't want to see him on like Law and Order, SVU, or nothing like that. But he's a good wrestling actor. Like good wrestling actors are different from like actor actors. Like because one, you're like six foot something and buff. Yeah. So it's like yeah. when you get around normal looking people, it's weird. So it's like when you're around other six foot buff people, you're a good actor. That's true. It kind of speaks to his like longevity too, because yeah, he's been with the company since then. So he's been able to kind of like migrate between doing promo work as a wrestler. And now of course, as like a commentator for, for all these years. So he's gotten good as a commentator too. I won't lie. I really mm-hmm. never liked Byron Saxon at first. And then I think just for lack of better analogies, he beat me into submission. <laughs> He did that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Byron Saxton, and I was on NXT season four. Byron Saxton does possess skills. He is entertaining. One of this season's best athletes. Byron Saxton is taking control. Last season, yeah, I made some mistakes. But you know what they say learning's half the battle. And this time around, I take nothing for granted I know it's my time I am in to win I will win NXT this is my last chance you know I know it's cliche to come out here and say this is my dream this is my opportunity but this is my opportunity this is my dream and then from there we get to our final match Main event, we get Titus O'Neil versus Lucky Cannon. Yes. Uh, I'm going to jump into some highlights here. Okay. 
goddamn Lucky Cannon, I feel like, was really embracing the heel role. Yeah. Uh, he looked a little better, but I still feel like he's kind of green. Because I didn't really see too many, like, signature moves from him as much as, like, he was uh, teetering on headlock master. They, they were doing a lot of headlocks in the beginning of the matchup. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a, that's a almost, I don't want to say a sign of being green, but it's kind of like, you know, if you ain't got nothing but headlocks and, and like strikes and heat for like a good portion of the match, because the match was only three minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, if you got a lot of headlocks in there, you know, you're probably just working in a lot. So especially I feel like both of them were kind of green. And with Lucky Cannon being the heel, he was leading the match. Mm, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how like that one played out. And then even with him being the heel, to have kind of like lost from cheating. Yeah. The the lines got blurred, but it was, you know, Hornswoggle being Hornswoggle, I guess he's supposed to be the one to kind of like get the one ups on them to get himself over, which in turn gets Titus over. Yeah. So whereas you would have thought that a kid in Cannon would have been cheating. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Hornswoggle was the one who kind of like got uh, Lucky Cannon's attention and then caused a distraction to which eventually got Titus or not a uh, kid's attention. Mm-hmm. Then in Lucky Chased Cannon, yeah, like yeah. jumped up on the top rope like he was going to do nothing or do something. Hornswoggle pushes him off straight into the clash of the Titus. Yes. Which yes. is the sky high or the Rydeen bomb or how it was originally known in Japan. Ah, a bit of extra knowledge there. Yeah, give you some of that Mike Tanay. <laughs> the professor of Vanilla, yeah, yeah. aka uh or you know the predecessor to Moro Ronaldo. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Hey, you, side note, um Moro Ronaldo was the commentator for the um Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul fight and he had like this like all black suit but his hair was like long. Oh. So he looked evil. <laughs> like, he looked like he could like if you would have put some makeup on his face, he could have played the Joker. Uh. I, I kid you not. I'll pull it up for you after this, but he looked like an evil villain. Like you was just waiting for him to just be like, mm-hmm. So you foiled me again. <laughs> that- Moro Ronaldo. Oh man! Well, if he ever wants to get into the acting world, there, there, there you go. <laughs> Pretty sinister looking. I tell you this right now. But essentially, uh, you know, our boy Titus picked up the uh, win there, um, and then they celebrated to close out the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only the only things I have to add on with that one is yeah, like in the beginning of the match, the commentators also kind of were like. Uh, we don't really know why Lucky is wearing a robe now. <laughs> so like, it's funny how like no one really knows like why he changed his uh his character all of a sudden because. But we like it. But we like. I mean, <laughs> I I like it. But it's it's just interesting when you when you kind of go from like a half K kind of perspective. We left. Well, actually, no. You're right. Actually. This is actually makes sense. Oh, because didn't he leave the show kind of pissed he, off? Yeah, right? he, yeah. He now that I think about it, yeah, he did leave as a heel because he I, flipped I, the script on us like at the last minute. And he's just like, what? Blah, 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 yeah, and he went out like a heel. You're right. So and this then, does make this does like, make sense. It, it makes sense, but just because you were heel, where you get the dough to buy robes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, so that's the part no one knows. Like that legit is the part no one knows of why Ric Flair conditioned us to know <laughs> that robes are expensive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so we understand the heel now but yeah we still don't understand why he has the robe <laughs> but i like it it looks really good on him like this is evil yeah, yeah it just yeah. makes you like a little bit more smug and pompous to be like 
standing there in a robe. <laughs> like his pro don't even got a robe. He's out there wearing like bad ass pants. <laughs> <laughs> like Tyson Kidd is like the like the tech like when you guys think of like technical wrestler, like that's the most technical wrestler you can think Hell of. Yeah. <laughs> when I think fashion, I'm not thinking of him. Yeah. He's looking worse than Striker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to yeah, to, to kind of add on, like it's interesting because yeah, this one was probably, uh, probably the the weaker of the two matches. It was just because yeah, like both guys. I think when we talked about them in their individual seasons, they are probably the greenest from like the seasons. So just to kind of have a matchup, yeah, it was, it was actually they're both from the same season. So yeah, they were they were from uh, season two. Um so it makes sense and i think even back then we had to like clearly the, these two are like the the greenest ones mm-hmm. f- from the season um but yeah i think oh hopefully in in the next couple of episodes they they kind of like step it up and eventually i know for sure titles titus gets better but i i'm not quite sure like how lucky cannon's like career kind of pl- you know goes from here at this point but he was the greenest in the season yes <laughs> uh and then yeah like at the end Tyson kid tries to get Hornswoggle in a sharpshooter, but then of course, um, Titus. Yeah, they kind of like glazed over that. I was like, "Oh, we about to get him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, but not for you. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that closes out the episode. Uh, I'll go straight into my fun facts because yeah, this is a season premiere episode, so we have like a ton of uh, of fun facts before we get into the scores. Uh, so yeah, other than this being the season premiere of season five this is actually kind of funny uh titus has only had four matches and this is actually his first victory on nxt i didn't know that i i forgot i thought he had picked up a victory in season two but i guess he never picked up a victory so had he had never done the clash of titus in season two i think he did but i guess he just never picked up the victory i do remember seeing it you can't be busting out your finisher and not getting the win baby. yeah yeah what? i, I think he pro- false finishes <laughs> i think he probably pulled it out in like a tag match but didn't pick up the victory which yeah. is yeah yeah uh so yeah this is titus's first victory we have uh like i mentioned earlier we have the return of justin roberts on announcing we get uh the new pros on screen they haven't made their new they haven't made their in-ring debuts yet but these are all their brand new um pros that appeared on screen with JTG, Kozlov, Yoshitatsu, Chavo, and Kid. Then we have William Rigo on commentary and Maurice as the co-host. Uh another fun fact is that this is uh or I should say we the grand total going into this season is uh 41 hours and then matches it's uh 11 hours in total. So I just wanted to keep track of this uh from the start and then when we actually finish season five to see like how many hours was accumulated during that time and right now we're up to 126 matches as of this episode and as i mentioned earlier it's the um the return of darren young who is the only rookie one or i should say the only rookie from season one at this point uh cool so from there we'll get into our scores and the way we're doing it for this season is that we're pretty much combining commentary and matches as one and production and entertainment as the second one uh so for me for matches and commentary i gave it a two i'm i'm debating if i want to move it to a 2.5 because commentary wasn't actually that bad 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think Regal and Todd are actually a pretty good team. And this is me being biased because I always like William Regal in commentary. He adds like that real professionalism and everything he says is pretty much like on point. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to be honest. All my scores today come from biases. Okay, that's fair. So that's fair. That's totally the fair. The same way that, uh, like you say, you always like Regal, I do too. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of like seeing him there and hearing stuff that he says, like that whole Chavo bit about the WCW, like that. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. me. It got me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, so I went three okay. for commentary and matches because I also popped for the Clash of the Titus. That makes sense. And I popped for Darren Young's finisher. Yeah. So yeah. like, although uh, everything wasn't necessarily at its I think honestly, it should have been a two just for the amount mm. of matches. Yeah. But yeah. given what I got from those, I pop. Yeah. That's so true. I give it a three for those things combined just because they got me to pop in the first episode. I don't know if it'll happen every time, but like for the first episode, I popped. So I'll give it my honest reaction when I gave it there. So I won't go mm. higher than threes. That was dope. And then I'll slide over to uh, the second category, which is we combine production and entertainment. Mm hmm. I also went three mm -hmm. because they got me in certain like so I kind of put myself back into those shoes of like 2011 and I would have popped for certain things like yeah, the yeah, IHOP yeah. thing I probably would have popped for that <laughs> I probably would have popped for like Yoshi Tatsu trying to get his Mac on and get interrupted yeah so like all right entertainment worked and then um I thought some of the the promo videos were good to kind of re-explain their stories yeah so I went three for that too nice uh I will echo you and will say that I went a little higher. I went with 3.5 just because of yeah, like the balance that you kind of just said with like the different backstage segments and the promos. Um, I think, yeah, even with the obstacle course, that one was done really, I, I even like, I kind of, I was engaged in the obstacle yeah, course yeah, too, yeah, right? Like yeah. it was, it was entertaining. Like, cause they all put some effort into it. Yeah. I can't say I'm going to be like that in episode like 63. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like that on like 55. <laughs> you still give me obstacle course. So for like, for the first episode of season five, I feel it, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's that. I think that's, probably why like when you said the bias i'm like yeah it, it feels fresh right now but right now. <laughs> by the seven the seven <laughs> the seven yeah, I mean, like, like the 20 second obstacle course bro <laughs> we don't necessarily feel like that yeah, yeah yeah so i agree uh cool so i think we'll probably have a very similar score if we do that so so for episode 55 we gave it a three exactly you know math works when it's just cut down in half so never don't lie <laughs> uh so, so yeah and, and these obviously are are going to be put in the into a separate category just because yeah we are going to be doing um the scoring a little bit differently but then once we catch up and we start doing the full sale era we'll go back to the traditional four categories um but for these we're just going to cut them in half since um the season is formatted a little differently. Mm -hmm. and who knows? Like maybe when we get to the full sale, we might have to rearrange it again and just have three or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think my overall thoughts is that this one was an interesting season premiere where like it didn't feel like the the spectacle was as there. Um, I enjoyed it still because you know, like all the the new faces that we got um, and the new. Um, the new pro and rookie pairings, but the episode was still a little overshadowed by like the WrestleMania hype. 
I think once that's done and we just kind of get a focused NXT episode again, we'll see like how the format changes at that point. That's a good point. I'm I'm really interested to see two things. Uh post WrestleMania NXT here. Yeah. And at which point they just give up. Like that's yeah. what's most interesting. Like, is it gonna be gradual? Or are they just gonna pro wrestling it and just like come out with another episode, just normal as heck? Yeah. Or yeah. is it just gonna be like out of nowhere, you're gonna stop seeing like certain things, or it's like they're gonna stop having striker in there, or it's like what the heck? Yeah. Like I'm really intrigued on like so where did everybody go? Like it's interesting because yeah, like I have these like moments in my head that I know happen for sure. Like we get, we definitely get the return of randomly like Johnny Curtis and Derek Bateman. I know they come back <laughs> somehow, but I, I do want to know like how that happens. And then like at that point, how it goes into like, yeah, like a, they basically become the C show because they have like their own storylines there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they totally abandon like the whole like competition concept. So yeah, I'm very curious. Like when it gets to that stage at that point, um, so yeah, with that one too, uh, as we close out the episode, um, I'll just say that we are also going to kind of do them in phases similar, I guess. The the closest comparison I can kind of give it to is like the MCU, where we'll kind of probably do these in parts because our seasons before were roughly like 12 to 15 episodes. So we'll probably cut, cut it around those t- times too. And we'll say like, this is redemption phase one, redemption phase two or whatever. So. We'll definitely give people a heads up when we kind of take like a mini break in between like these different phases, just because this season is like the longest one throughout. Yeah, because then essentially the seasons are the years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Or like, I think how you put it best, like the way that they'd done the seasons before, it was actually kind of perfect. Like it was quarterly at that yeah, point. Yeah. So pretty quarterly. So yeah, we'll, we'll kind of follow that format at that point uh, yeah we'll pro- kind of probably break them up into quarters because we need breaks too and then um at some point because once they get the full sale like I yeah guess the year is technically that season i think that's what they do with like smackdown and raw episodes like whatever year it is, is yeah yeah season that that one will be kind of fun too because once we get into full sale we can break it down because i i kind of looked at it where at that point we can break it down until we crown the first nxt champion and then at that point, we can kind of call it our season. And then after that, then they start slowly migrating into like the the takeovers. That so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So then we can always just do a takeover a season at that mm. point. So, yeah. Once you get to a takeover, take a break. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Let that- the break take over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be back in the studio. <laughs> is what i'll say (laughs) there it is uh awesome so yeah that will kind of wrap up this episode uh yeah we just want to thank everybody for supporting us as always and uh thanking everyone to you know joining us back into the season premiere it's good to be back we'll we'll uh this one will be like pre-experimental as well because we'll stick to this format but like as we mentioned we'll bring in uh a guest uh here and there so just watch out for those um kind of special guest episodes and it'll be kind of cool because we've never actually had people other than ryan jump on to like just cover an episode so it'll be pretty fun to just like cover episodes uh with with different perspectives so yeah yeah awesome so 
that will do it for for me i didn't really have any plugs this week uh uh cool so that will do it for me and then yeah i guess the only other thing is yeah if you haven't listened to our backlog we've already covered seasons one through four so if you want to catch up and listen to those they are available on all podcast platforms uh that will do it for your boy nando kid and your boy the robe wearing (laughs) (laughs) oh dude now you have to you have to do this the robe wearing uh hoe staring (laughs) wheeling dealing no reasoning son of a gun larry cannon (laughs) oh i can't i can't i'm just gonna end it there thanks again everyone we out (laughs) we out (laughs)